where Miss Laverne lived. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Thank you. Somebody, um, did somebody tell me to mention something? Sometimes they do that just before the time I get up here. I got a good memory. It just ain't very long. Uh, but it, it seems like somebody said something, but I can't remember now. All right, uh, Philippians chapter 1, and we're going, we're, going to, we're going to look at verse 12. If you will, stand if you don't, don't mind and we'll, as we read God's Word. Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. said, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace, and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Father, I just thank you for your word. And as we look at this and work our way through, Lord, I pray that you, you bless it. Just anoint, take me, and use me, Lord, for your glory. I know and realize that I'm not worthy, but Father, you can use anything. You spoke through a donkey. Father, speak through me. And I ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> the last couple of Wednesday nights, we were, we were in Acts, and just kind of a quick look back, uh, the, two weeks ago we were looking as Paul had made, up, he had, he had made up his mind, he was going back to Jerusalem and to Rome, what it said, and he started making his way back to Jerusalem and stopping on the way and seeing folks, you know, in, in Athens, or Philippi, and uh, Ephesus, at, you know, and things, just meeting people. And, and, and the, it was a, the, the Ephesians, the uh, elders that met him in Miletus, and they, you know, and they, they didn't want him to go. They just, you know, it just, the Spirit, the Spirit was telling them that if you go to Jerusalem, all it waits is, you're going to be locked up in bonds and that sort of thing. And uh, they just had a sweet meeting and, 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 and just loved on one another and cried and knelt down on the beach and prayed and, and sent Paul on his way. And, um, and, and so the next, last week, we, we saw when Paul did arrive and finally made it to Jerusalem and the things that he did, some things that was kind of un, unusual for uh, Paul and and I and I threw this out. If you remember, was you know was Paul was Paul in the will of God doing these things? Because there's some different opinions, and but I do know there's one verse where it said that the Spirit spoke through these and said for Paul do to not go to Jerusalem. I mean, it can't get much better than that. But he went anyway. So that's the reason people want you know. But we we did come to the conclusion that there's. There's certain things that, that, that God wants. It's going to happen, and you're going to get there. Now, you might could have come a better way or a different way or easy way. I don't know. I, 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 that's God's business, not mine. But if God wants it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so Paul, he told Paul that he was going to Rome while he was in Jerusalem after he'd gotten picked up and all. But anyway, he did, he did get picked up and got locked up there in Jerusalem, but you know, it, it moves pretty fast in Acts, but the truth of the matter is he was there for two years, at least two years, more. And, and he, he remember, he had Felix and Festus and Agrippa came by and visited and, and, and those type of things. And, but it didn't matter. He was, he, was, he, was telling, he was telling the gospel. 
So that was two years. It was two years since he had left all them people and made the meeting as he was coming to Jerusalem. So he was locked up. But eventually he did get sent to Rome. So keep that in mind. Been a good while since he's seen these people, these Philippians. He goes to Rome. When he's writing this, that's two more years. He's been in Rome now for two, at least two years there, locked up. Now, he had a, he had a pretty good setup this time. It, it, it seems like Paul was in prison two different times. We know that he was here, and we know a lot about this, but he was in a, he was in a house where he just had one guard over him. He, had a, he was just kind of free to do kind of what he wanted there in the house, kind of like house arrest. And, and his door was open. Anybody could come and visit. Anybody could come and visit. So people came and visited and stuff like that. That's where he was for two years, just like that. And there were a lot of people that came, and Paul was able to share the gospel. And, and, and these, these things have, were, were going on for a couple of years. So now he takes, while he's here, he's going to write a letter now because it's been now four or five years at least since he's left all those other people. So he's going to write these, this letter to these Philippians and, and let, kind of let them know what's, what's going on because they've heard, they know, they've heard what happened. They've heard he got, locked, he got picked up in Jerusalem. He was been in bonds all this time. They've heard that he's at Rome and they've known he's been there for a long time. And they, they are sending stuff. And the reason that they have sent stuff for Paul, the Philippians. Now, if you, let me... Let me tell you, if you, you do much study here with the Philippians, you will find that Paul bragged on, Paul loved them. They were real close. Keep in mind, just keep, I'm just throwing stuff out to come. Keep in mind, this was the church that started in Philippi when, when Paul first went over there. That's the first church. That, that was the birthplace of Christianity in Europe. The first time it ever hit the soil in Europe was right there. Then, and that's where it began. It was on a, on a seashore with a lady named uh, Lydia. And then there was Lydia, then there was a slave girl, then there was a Philippian jailer when they were there. All of this, this church come out of all of that. And he loved these people. They had a good uh, bond and tie with them, but they, they, were not, they were not wealthy people. He talked about their poverty and their poor, but he said there's nobody gives like these people give. They give. And he would use them sometimes to tell other people, you know, y'all got a lot more than them, and they're giving a lot more than you, you know. And so they were, they found out about it. They sent uh, goods and things that Paul needed because they knew he would need stuff. And, and he'd been there for two years. And Epiphoroditus, and I won't try to say that anymore. He's the one that came and brought the stuff to Paul and stayed with Paul for a while there. Paul, while he's there, Paul sits and writes this letter back to the Philippians for Epiphoroditus to take back to him. So that's, that kind of that helps you to know that. It's been a good long while. This is where he's at, two years in Rome. And they hadn't seen him in a good long time, a while. So, so he wants them to know what's going on. And that's the reason that as we begin in, in, in verse 12, we'll get back to verse 12 and start it. But it said, I would, I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. That's, what he, that's one of the things he wanted them to listen. All the stuff that's happened to me, I got picked up in Jerusalem, just like they said I would. I was there for two years. I'm in Rome. All of this, I've been here for two years. I'm going to tell you, all of, this, all of this that's happened to me, believe it or not, has furthered the gospel. And that's a good thing, eh? That's a good thing. Now, 
when he says that, these things that have happened to me, and Paul, just think about this, where he's at in, 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 in all that he had done for, oh, about 10 years on those missionary trips and, and going all over the place to preach the gospel, now he can't go nowhere. I mean, it's almost like you would think, well, he's thinking, man, if I could, if I, if I could just get, if I wasn't in here, you know, I could be, but he didn't do that. It, it didn't matter what happened to Paul, especially in, in this situation, is that he said, and, and folks, here's the thing that we need to remember. Stop in, your, in the things that happen to you in your, and, and stop and look and, and look for the hand of God. Now, if you belong to him, do you think that the hand of God is probably there? I think so. You might say, well, it don't look good. Don't look, don't look good to me. Don't feel good to me. Whatever. It might not look good here. People say, you know, that man, it, look what happened to him. All that preaching he used to do around here, he's locked up, been locked up for years now. Ain't, you know, don't matter what it looks like. He didn't care about that. He said, the fact of the matter is that I, in the position I'm in right here, people are coming all the time to this little house and, 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 the, and the gospel is being further. These things that happen to us. Now the reason, and as that, that kind of jumped out at me. And, and the reason I came here was because I wanted to just kind of put a little, little closure to what we were studying the last couple of weeks and saying, you know, here's how Paul handled what happened, all the stuff that happened. And it's the will of God. You remember that was the second one, was the will of the Lord be done last week. And I believe Paul thinks the will of the Lord is done. I really, I really do. And that he sees that, he knows that. And I think that is so good for us because and the one reason that I did this, that this really stuck to me, and when I was reading that the things that happened, folks, things happen, don't they? In your life, things happen. Okay, we all know that. I want to just tell you quickly about a, last Thursday. Last Thursday was not one of my better days. Because things happened. Things happened. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> it began with a lawnmower. And all I wanted to do was take the blades off. See the back of my hand? Can y'all see that? It was a two places there, nice hunks got knocked off. Just try and take off a lawnmower blade. I don't know why they're. I don't know why they're that hard. I even had a big, nice wrench. I still couldn't get them loose. The doggone things. You got to try to chalk it where it won't turn. David, you know a little bit about this. Don't you? Trying to get that thing to so that it won't turn. The blade won't turn. You got to stop it and then be able to put all you got on it to break the, break it loose. I couldn't do it. You know, and it, it still, I, I I was bleeding and I still didn't have them off. And I finally got me a pipe that would fit over that wrench. And I got that wrench on there, and I got that pipe on there. And I finally, boy, I, 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 don't, I dread taking the blades off the next time. I finally broke them loose. I asked the man down at the lawnmower, I said, yep, they're, they're, they're hard. That's just the way they are. They tighten up as you're, as you're mowing. They just tighten up like that. You know, and uh, so that, that was Thursday morning, got started I'm bleeding, aggravated, but I finally did get them all. Praise the Lord, I got them all. And so uh, in a little bit, I needed. To, I, try, I tried to call Tom to grab my phone, grab my cell phone, you know, and 
I've called her. It go. It rang. Boop boop. Drop drop. Let me call her again. I said she's trying to not answer me or something. Boop boop. I said, well, good gracious, what's wrong with the phone? I can't call out. And I called. So I walked in the house and I said, well, I'm just gonna call the house. I called the house. Same thing. Two rings and drop. Boop boop. That was it. So I can't. Eat, I can't call nobody. Here's my phone broke now. Oh, good gracious. I, then I remember the night before when I just before I went to sleep. You know, every now and then you get something on your phone that says you need to update it, and it keeps popping up. Update your phone. You want to do it now or later? Later. I hit later till I was so aggravated hitting later for the last month because I won't, don't want to mess with it. Well, I fooled around that night before I went to bed and hit the wrong button. It didn't hit later. I hit download it. Well, there it went. So it downloaded through the night, and come to find out, I, I, said, I said, well, there's something. It ain't working. My phone ain't working now. That's about what happens. Usually you download it. Something messes up. So I ain't got a phone. I called a sprint lady. Well, I just bring it down here, and we'll see what we can do. Okay. You know, this, I'm trying to get stuff done. This is Thursday, man. I'm going to make a showing today around that house. I'm going to get stuff done. So I said, okay, well, I'll get down there a little later. So anyway, I was, took, jumped in my truck, run down there to, uh, going to stake up a, a persimmon tree that was leaning. It's kind of young. And I said, I got to get a stake on that thing. I put a stake on it. I was going to go around there. Down in the back back there, about a garden spot, and there's a, there's a, 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 light, a light pole and a, and a guideline. And I was going around, and I go around the guideline. Well, I cut a little too short, a little too close. And there's a little old bolt sticking out to holding that guideline down there. And hit it the side of my tire and busted it. Well, I do. I'm talking a nice tire on my truck. I didn't cuss. I did not. I promise y'all, I did not. You know. I, I wrote them down. But... I didn't see him though. Man, I was sick. You know, I'm and, and my mind's already going, Lord, you know, tell me what I've done wrong. So here I am now. Busted hand, telephone won't work. I'm trying to jack that Chevrolet truck up and get the tire off to get it to the tire place. So I get it. <laughs> So I, I didn't have my truck thrown in because the tire was I said, well, I'd use Tonto's bigger van. I throwed it in the back back there, you know. Make sure you get a sheet and put in there something. Else. Don't bother you. So I got it all done right there and carried it down to the tire place. Boy said, I'll probably be, be about 20, 30 minutes. I said, good. I got to run an errand. I'm going to run down there to the Sprint place and get my phone straightened out while you're doing that. And so I took off down there, and on the way I stopped at a, at Murphy and got some gas. With my car, filled up with gas and all, run on down to Sprint Place, walked in, that girl looked at it, little old tiny girl, and she looked at it there for a minute or two and said, you know, two or three little old things that I didn't understand nothing about. And she she typed a couple of couple of two or three numbers in there and hit it and it run and beat and she said, There you go. It's all right now. And she called and it, it worked. That was it, you know. I'm so glad. I said, here, my phone's working and all good now. So I get back, you know, to the, to the tire place, and it's 
for that tire. You know what I'm thinking? Eddie, you know, you ought to just, if there's any way that I could have kicked myself, I would have. Because I couldn't blame nobody. If it had been one of the boys or something, you know, I could have fussed. But it was me. I busted it. So I paid $170. <clears throat> got home and got to looking around, and uh, I didn't have my credit card. Oh, my mercy. Tony, you ain't, you ain't been in my wallet, have you? No, I ain't messed with it. I said, well, I'm, I, I, ain't, I ain't got my credit card. I said, I, I, I used it a while ago. I got home and it's down. And I'm looking. And I got a, I got a Winn-Dixie card, you know, that they scan. Then I have the church credit. I have a church credit card, you know, that, that Johnny told me just hang on to, you know. I don't use it, but if I needed to, you know, I would on trips or something like that. But anyway, I got, got to look and I said, well, this is, that's what I used down there when I got the tire. I said, I've got the tire on the church credit card. <laughs> Things happen, don't they? Some days are just like that. I'm, th I'm thinking, well, where in the world's my credit card? I said, I, I, want, I, I may have got gas with the, on this credit card down there. You know something? I'm thinking, Mercy. Well, I called Murphy. But my card's gone. And I know I did anybody turn one? No, no. Tonda, Tonda's doing the call. I call him. She called him. Call friend. I may have drug it out and something. I may have put it in my pocket when I got my phone out. And may have fell. I just called. Him. Ain't nobody got it. I said, call a call the tire place. Call the tire place. Well, they closed. <laughs> so there I am. Well, you better look on the internet and see if anybody's charged anything with it. So I'm looking, and all through the night I'm looking. I ain't nothing happening, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, the reason it, 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 I I use these words. I said, you know, it's been a bad day, and the Lord convicted me. It ain't been a bad day, boy. This ain't no bad day at all, cause you know me. This is a day that I've made, and you got to enjoy it. As a matter of fact, you had enough strength to get out there and wall around with that lawnmower. Some people can't do that. You was able to take. You were able to take that big old tire off and throw it up in there and all that stuff. And as a matter of fact, you was able to pay for it. Didn't just you just you had the money. It ain't bad. It ain't a bad day. There's people that ain't got a, if they ain't got $170 to buy a tire with. And I'm thinking, wow. And you know what? I, I asked the Lord, forgive me. I said, Lord, don't ever let me say that again, that I've had a bad day, because I don't have a bad day. Not, but not, not with him. I know him. My day ain't nowhere near like Paul's was. And Paul said, man, I'm in, I'm in good shape. This whole book of Philippians is talking about Paul rejoicing. <laughs> it, it's all the difference in the world. It's how you look at it. I said, we, we all have things that happen to us. Paul does here, but the right perspective is so important. And not only is it important, it's liberating. 
That freed me up. I could have rocked I could have walked around there with, you know, old poochy lip, you know, and just dragging the ground. And but I, it, it just done me so much good to 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 come to that conclusion. I did call the tire place the next morning, and he says, uh, "I left you a message on your answer machine that I had your card, <laughs> but I hadn't checked it." Crazy, man. I was on one end of the counter with my card, talking to him, just running my mouth and acting crazy like I do sometimes with him, and we was talking, and I laid it down. Well, he had to go to the other end of the counter to, to make to do the payment. And all when I got down there, he asked for my credit card. Well, I forgot. I laid it down down on the counter and drug out my pocket and grabbed it and gave him the church credit card. I have, I have reimbursed the church, so I want y'all to know that. <laughs> Where's Debbie? You say, oh, you asked Debbie tonight if, if, I, if I put her $170.08. Yeah, it's taken care of. So uh, I'm right there. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just thinking, I'm able to tell you things that's happened, happened to me, but it's okay. That's kind of what Paul's doing here. I want to tell you the things that's happened to me, but it's okay because all it did is it's just it's furthered the gospel, and that's all I care about. That's all I care about. I don't care about me. That's what, that's what Paul's saying here. So let me, let me move right on back here. And, and I mean, that's my bad day. But Paul, it's the bigger picture. <clears throat> Paul, could, Paul, Paul could have looked at himself where he's been all this time, the confinement and all of this. But he ain't, he, he's, not look, he's not looking at that. He's looking at the bigger picture. He's not letting this cloud his mind. You know, the, the, the struggle. You know, it's... it's He's, it's, he's, it's the bigger picture. It's the advancement, the advancement of the gospel. That's what he's about. It's, it's, that's all his life is about. And folks, we really need to, if we could just think kind of like that. No, we're not Paul. We're not, we're not called to go all over the world. We're not locked up for it. I mean, there's a lot of people that are suffering today just like he is that are Christians. But we, we may not be right here, but we live our lives. We live our lives every day. It doesn't matter. And, and we don't need to get wrapped up that the things that happen to us right here around us just de- devastate us or, the, it, you know, it ain't a good day or a bad day. No, it's a good day. Just realize because I belong to the Lord and I, whatever I do, I want it to be an honor to Him. Okay? I just want to, I don't, I don't care if it's just planting something in my garden. I just want to do it with a joyful heart, joyful spirit. And I want my life to mean something, especially to my family and those around me that see me and know me. That, you know what, when I die, I want my grandchildren to say, you know what mattered to, to Grandpa was the Lord. That, I mean, that, that was it. I want them to say, you know, he loved the Lord so much that I, I just never, I never really saw him have a bad day. Now, you may have had one, and I, bought I could have had one worse than somebody else around there, but you don't have to act like that. And I think that has a lot to do with your, what you're looking at, what means something to you. It don't have to be anything big. It's you and your, whatever, wherever you are, here's where Paul is, wherever you are, God's with you. And he knows where you are, and he'll use you right where you are, doing, even whenever you bust a hole in a tire. You know, all I had to do was go this much further, and I missed it. But it don't matter. It's okay. I could have been doing something else and jacking up that truck. It's okay. It's okay. God, God's here. Don't let that. Don't let that ruin your day. And everybody around you wish you'd go on and shut up. 
Amen? She didn't say that, Mo. She did. She did real good. I was proud of her. I mean, and I probably helped me get my mind right, you know, but the Lord just touched me about that. But this thing that happened to Paul, he wanted them to know that it, it, for the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ, verse 13, are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. That's where he is. And, and, and basically that he, they saw him and he's in, he's in, he's in bonds you know, people, you know, you ever had some, you know, I'm, I'm sure people coming around, but they were able to come and see him. So I'm sure, don't you know people probably that come in that didn't know him that just come back because they'd heard about him and said, you know, well, maybe, well, you know, what, what you in here for? What you in for? Reckon what Paul did then. Let me tell you about Jesus Christ. That's why I'm in here. See what, here's what happened. And he tells the whole story of the Messiah, the Christ, that he's God in the flesh and he came and died for our sin. And he was buried and he rose again and he said, oh, everybody that believes that story can have everlasting life. You know, I am the resurrection and the life. You know, he that believes in me shall never die. God, you believe that? Golly, where in the world did he get that? That's why I'm here. There's people that didn't like that. Can you imagine such a thing? But he's able to tell that story. And it's spreading into Rome and Caesar's palace. And people are telling this because it's coming right. And Paul ain't even having to leave. Here the man that's been on three missionary trips all over the world around there is stuck in one spot. And God has set it up where they're coming to him. And he's telling people that ain't never heard such a tale about the gospel. About the gospel. And it's spread. And these people... Then are, there's people that are believing. And they're going out and telling other people, let me tell you. Folks, that's what, that's what, that's what the gospel's about, isn't it? Spreading the gospel. Telling people, I'm a believer in this, in Jesus Christ. And they would tell the story. And it was spread and, they, and, and, and it was growing. And he let them know that, that it, it was growing. And, and uh, <clears throat> the people were interested. The, the interest, it was in this Messiah when... And they believed and they went out and spread the word. That's what he was saying. And they, 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 it's going in all the place. Verse 14 says, And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So they're, I'm telling them, and they're going out and spreading it, and they're seeing that I ain't backing off of it just because I'm jailed and in bond. I ain't backing off of it. I'm standing firm on the gospel. I'm telling the story. They do it, and, and, they're, and they're doing the same type of thing. That's what he said. He's sharing that with the Philippians that, that he wants them to know that this, this is what's happening. All these things that's happened. I don't, care, I don't know what you've heard. I don't know. Y'all might have heard Paul got beat, this, that, or the other. You, ain't no time. To, you know, people can tell anything they want to on you. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's saying, this is what's going on. Yes, I'm right here, but the furtherance of the gospel is what, what matters to me most of all. Now, let's move on. Let's move on quickly here because we're going to move into just a few more verses here that I hadn't read. But so he, in verse 15... When he talks about those people that spread the word, listen to what he says here now. Listen to this closely. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife. Guys, don't, that don't make sense. How do you do that? Preach, in, preach Christ of envy and strife. Okay. <clears throat> and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bond. But the other of love, 
knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. They know what I stand for. I stand on it and I don't back off of it. I stand for the gospel. That's, that, is, that, is, that is really neat. So here we got Paul. Now just think about it. In this, in this situation, in this jail, and he's handled the situation. He said, I, God's got me here, and the gospel's being put out, and that's all I care about. But he, said, and, and in it, but he tells them, and I love the way he says, some indeed. It's kind of like, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know that there's some preaching and ain't doing it for the right reason. That's what he's saying. I know that. I know that. As a matter of fact, it's amazing. It's amazing how people in churches love to compete with each other. And if somebody can mess up a little bit or whatever, it kind of makes that other, that other church down the road feel a little bit special, a little bit better. You, you have a, you, a lot of times you have pastors that they just, they, they just kind of at odds with one. They, they want to they outshine, see, one, one, that, that sort of thing. A lot of times there's opportunities. Somebody, maybe church moving somebody out or whatever, opportunity, somebody wants to step in. This type of stuff, see, all that kind of stuff. Hey, how many of y'all know all kind of trashy, crazy stuff goes on with churches? Y'all don't like to say it, don't, don't like that, but that's just true. You know, because the, the church is just people. Okay? It's just people. You all got, as a matter of fact, Sunday, I'm going to, I'm going to address a church. Boy, I am getting, I'm going to get to nail them. They give me permission. They said, I want you to come in and give this church a charge. They're get, because they're getting a new pastor, a young boy, 35 years old. They're getting a new pastor, and they want me to come in. They got somebody coming in to give him, you know, tell him what he needs to do, but they want me to come in and tell the church what to do. So I'm looking forward to Sunday. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm just going to preach. I'm just going to. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to tell them the truth. And I'm going to tell them exactly what I think will help them. But this it, it, the church is just people, and so these people are out there and they're spreading the gospel. And but listen to this here. <clears throat> Paul knew that some were preaching out of envy and strife, but it says these folks, these that preaching. He says these folks, and this is kind. This is kind of the uh, paraphrase of uh, Eugene Peterson out of Memphis says. These folks, now that Paul was out of the picture, see, were, were merely greedy, hoping to get something out of it for themselves. Their motives were bad. They viewed Paul as their competition. And so, he, the, so the worse it was for Paul, the better they believed it was for them. So they kind of took this, you know, Paul's in jail. Y'all listen to me. This, and, and, and taking that opportunity to be somebody. See, out says that they, they they preach out of envy and strife and, and 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 of contention, which that word contention means selfish ambition. They were ambitious, but they were ambitious for the wrong reason. You know, ambition's good. Don't you hate to see somebody that ain't got an ambitious bone in their body? You got to kick them to do anything. There's no ambition. But folks, whenever ambition is nothing but selfish ambition, that ain't good neither. They look for opportunities. That's what was going on here with these people, with these people. So just keep that in mind. But some of them, he said, some of them preached of goodwill. And these, and these are motivated by pure love. That, that, was, that was what it was. But the other of love, knowing that I'm set for the defense of the gospel. And, and, they, and they, know, they know where I stand. They know why I'm doing it. And, they, and all they're doing is they're trying to help. They're trying to help me and they're trying to spread the gospel. Doing it right. 
You know, and, and so it's, it's kind of like the next thing is, is, is uh, verse 18, it says, what then? And, and, and that's really like Paul, you know, well, Paul, what, what, do, you th- what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Paul? How are you, how you going to handle that? How are you going to handle that? Here's how it is. So how am I going to respond? That's what Paul says. So how am I going to respond? I've decided that I really don't care about their motives, whether they're mixed, bad, or indifferent. Every time one of them opens his mouth, Christ is proclaimed, so I just cheer them on. How about that? He said, I don't care. I know what they're they're doing. I know that, and I know their motives is wrong. But they're talking about Christ. They're talking about Christ. They're telling that their story, that, that they've heard me tell. That's what they're doing. I don't y'all tell it. But I know there's some of them doing it right. Isn't that something? Instead of instead of sitting there pouting because here I am locked up and that sorry bunch is out there trying to run me down and Paul saying, but it ain't about me. I don't care about me. I care about the gospel. I care about Christ. Shame on me because it's too important that my reputation and who I am, people look at me and I want, to look, I want them to look at me in a good light. I don't care. The gospel's being spread and that's what matters. Either way. That's, a, that's exactly what he's saying. I can't go out and do nothing about it. God knows who they are. God will take care of it. But if they're talking about Christ, I'm going to rejoice. That's what he says on what then? What, what am I going to do notwithstanding every way, whether it's whether in pretense or in truth? I don't care if they pretend in it. I don't care if they're, they're true in their heart. Christ is preached. That's what's important. Christ is preached and I therein do rejoice. Yea, and I will continue to rejoice. I'm not going to let it get me down. Mm-mm. Ah, man, I'm just not going to let it get me down. I thought so. So I go back to Thursday. Praise God, I didn't let it get me down. That kind of attitude, I just, it, there's, there's more important things, folks, than the little old stuff that goes on that concerns us here. This is temporary. Temporary. Amen? Y'all with me? You still love me? Okay, I like it. But I'm like Paul, it don't matter. I love y'all too. But boy, it's, the, it's Jesus Christ, knowing him and knowing him for real, that matters. That matters. So he goes on. He says, so I'm, I'm just going to rejoice, and I will rejoice in verse 19. For I know, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation. My, it's going to profit me. It's going to be, it's going to be my deliverance. That things are just going to turn out. I know it's going to turn It's going to be okay. How many here can you say, everything's going to be all right? Can y'all say that? Everything's going to be all right. Huh? Amen? Folks, yeah, everything's going to be all right. I don't know what I may go through but everything's going to be all right. And he says, I know, and I know how things are going to turn out. I, I wrote, <clears throat> he says, I'm going to keep rejoicing because I know that it's all going to turn out fine because of your prayers and the help and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That's what he says. Y- 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 y'all are praying for me. Christ is here. 
He's working. I know that. How can it not turn out fine? It's going to be okay. I said, well, Paul, what about you? Hey, liable to, to kill you. That's, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. He says it's about the God. I know. And he does, he does such a masterful job of, of, of bringing this in. He says, and I know everything's going to happen okay. And, and, and then he goes on to say, according, according to my earnest expectation and my hope. And I, that earnest expectation, I put, is, is an, 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 an intense anticipation. I know it's coming. I know there's going to be things. It's, it's going to be a breakthrough. Something, God's going to move. Going to move. Got that anticipation. And that hope, that hope is a confident expectation that I just, I just know with y'all praying in the Spirit of God and Him working, it's going, it's going to be fine. I don't know what it's going to take me through, but I know it's going to be okay. And then he goes on to say, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed or embarrassed. I'm, I'm just... As a matter, I'm going to be, and he goes on to say this, but that with all boldness, now listen to that, but that with all boldness, and then these two words right here, as always. As always. You know what Paul's saying? I ain't changing the way I've done it all my life. I'm going to stand up and preach the gospel with boldness like I've done everywhere I went. It got me in trouble in places, that's okay. I ain't backing down. I'm going. I'm. I'm. In, I'm fully expecting to keep right on preaching the gospel with boldness. If I'm here, if I'm delivered, if I'm out, it doesn't matter. With your prayer and God's help, I'm going to stand firm on the gospel that with all boldness, as always. So now, so now, right now, also Christ shall be magnified in my body. But He didn't quit there, did He? Whether by it be by life. Or by death. It doesn't matter whether I live or die. Christ will be magnified in me. Amen. Woo, what, hey folks, can you think of a better way to leave this life as to knowing that I have magnified Christ in, it, in my life and when I died, I magnified him there. I went down praising Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. I'm... As always, I'm, I'm not backing off. I'm just standing on the gospel. That's amazing to me. That's amazing to me. I mean, I was, you know, I'm, I, a lot of times you, there's questions like, you know, what would you be willing to die for? You know, that sort of thing. Would you do this, that, if you knew, and all the things that people may do? Just go ahead and just, just go ahead and sell out to Christ. Be willing to die. Be willing to live for him. Be willing to die for him. Let, just let him, let him have your life. Let him have your life. Follow him. That's what Paul was doing. It, it, Tony, you can ease up. <clears throat> Paul said, and I love this, my situation won't change what I live for. My goal in life and in death is to magnify Jesus Christ. He's everything. See, it's, it's Jesus Christ is the reason that I can go to that death confident without one worry. Folks, I've seen it too many times on the faces of old people that's been around a long time and they're looking, well, boy, they got that, they, that, that anticipation and that look and they, they are ready to go. They are, they're as happy as if they're loading up fiction and going on one of the best vacations they ever had in their life. 
They ain't worried one bit. Jesus is the reason. Jesus is the reason. <clears throat> and I love the verse 21. That's where we'll quit. Boy, this is good. For to me, to live is Christ. Let's go home with this. To die is gain. Do you believe that? Do you believe that to die is gain? That's the truth right there, folks. We ain't got nothing to lose. As I close out with this, Paul could have wrote this down. They didn't shut me up. They just gave me a pulpit. Alive, I'm Christ's ambassador. Dead, I'm his bounty. Life versus even more life. This life, verses are compared to even more life. The last words, I can't lose. I can't lose. I can't lose. <laughs> no way can I lose. If I live, is Christ do what you want to with me for your glory to magnify your name. If I die, I die to magnify the name of Christ. But life versus even more life, I can't lose. Oh, there ain't no doubt. Right, exactly. And he had that, that expectation, that hope to know, you know, that I, I know where I'm going. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not worried at all. And it's all because of, of Jesus Christ. And I can easily let things happen to me that'll throw me off, but it's unnecessary. God, He's there, and it's okay. And folks, let me tell you, I didn't have a bad day. No, I had a good day. Let's stand. If you're here tonight,